Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. Jack Clifton here with you uh, to guide you through everything that's happening uh, at church and also play you this week's sermon. Hope you're going well and I uh, hope life is, is treating you well, whatever's uh, happening for you uh, this week and I uh, hope that this uh, podcast can be an encouragement for you. Big thanks to everyone that uh, that does uh, tune in and leaves their support. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to take a little bit of a look of uh, what the, uh, the news is around church and some of the activities and different things that are happening in your Shire Salvos news wrap. So always lots happening uh, in the life of the church, and I guess uh, the center of that is our Sunday church services. They're happening each and every week at 9.30 a.m., so make sure that you don't uh, don't miss out on uh, on attending those. Our kids' programs are also back, and uh, you can come early for a coffee as well being served uh, through the uh, the kitchen, um, so that's a, a great way of, of getting a little uh, pick-me-up before church on Sunday mornings, 9.30 uh, a.m. start uh, at our Bangor location at Menai. The self-denial appeal for 2022 is still going on. Um, we've uh, been uh, seeing lots of different uh, videos of a church over the last uh, few weeks. Uh, on uh, Sunday, uh, we heard week five um, as we continue to hear more about the uh, the ripple effect. And remember, you can go to the Salvation Army website for more information and uh, yeah, um, uh, certainly think about uh, the ways that we can be uh, yeah be giving back to people that are less fortunate uh, than ourselves. A really uh, important thing uh, for us to be thinking about. The Encounter a Night of Prayer and Praise is continuing on Monday, the 28th of March. That's going to be 7 p.m. up at the church, 11 Pilliger Place, Bangor. You can also join in uh, on Zoom if you prefer that rather than in person. I mean, you, you can contact Lynn McComb in the church office for more information. But that's happening Monday, 28 March, 7 p.m. That's happening once a fortnight now, the Night of Prayer and Praise. Another date to put in your calendar is for our muster, the Shire Salvos weekend away at the Collaroy Centre. That's going to be happening on the weekend of the 17th to the 19th of June. Um, so yeah, if you um yeah you want to you're someone that keeps a diary or wants to keep hold of dates, calendars, that kinds of things, put that down 17th to the 19th of June, and there is more information that is going to come ab- about that. In terms of stuff uh, happening in the community, uh, if you're a teacher or a staff member and work uh, in the, the Shire or Panani area in a school, um, maybe you'd be interested in your school participating in the Red Shield uh, appeal this year. Um, if you are interested in that and you want a bit more information, you can contact Joel about how your school um, can get involved. Elsewhere, our Shire Salvos Miranda location is in need of any spare coals and woolly shopping bags you might have. Uh, we use these regularly for our community food hampers, so if you are um, available to do that, please drop any bags you have off at either our Menai or Miranda office. Um, yeah, so some shopping bags needed uh, there. Also, on Sunday, the 2nd of April, uh, we uh, at church, we're going to have the Kids Self-Denial Stores. That's happening after church uh, this forthcoming Sunday. So bring along some coins to help us raise uh, some money for the Self-Denial Appeal. Great to have the kids uh, involved with that. Elsewhere, there's uh, lots of other stuff happening uh, at church. Uh, Westfield, the collection volunteers are needed there. Um so uh, the, uh, the the Miranda location and, and Shah Salvas in general are in desperate need of volunteers to do collecting regularly at Miranda Westfield on a Thursday and Saturday from 9am to 12pm. If you'd like to help out or need further information, you can contact David Godkin by going through the church office. There's also volunteers for the Olds Park Youth Festival. The Drive for Life team at our Miranda location is in need of some volunteers to help out with the Shire Salvo stall for the Olds Park Youth Festival on Saturday, the 9th of April. It's running between 2 and 7 p.m. Even if you can only do a couple of hours, uh, that would be a massive help. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you want to contact the person in charge, it's Moira Guthrie, and you can email her, moira.guthrie at salvationarmy.org.au uh, for uh, more information. And our final bit of news is a little 
little bit of a casual job opportunity. We spoke about this on the podcast last week. Um, church is looking to create a small pool of team members for ad hoc opening and locking up the church hall for sporting teams on some weeknights. Uh, so a driver's license and access to a car will be required as the team member will need to come to the Menai Church building and ensure that all lights are off, areas are left clean and the alarms are turned on and off. Training is provided though uh, to inquire. You can, talk, uh, you can contact uh, Michelle Wheatley at the church office or you can email Michelle directly, michelle.wheatley at salvationarmy.org.au. That wraps up all of the news that we have for you this week on the Shire Salvos podcast. We're going to jump straight in to your sermon from Sunday's service. We're in uh, week eight of life in the spirit. And my prayer is that you would, I don't know, something is shifting, I feel like, in the atmosphere, in our church, but in in our hearts. And and I think uh, God is doing a new work. And I pray that you continue to be open and seeking. And as Rob was saying, stepping out and making it, taking the initiative. Um, I believe that, that we need more courage and more boldness to live our faith now than ever before. We will need more boldness and more courage for the days ahead than the days that have gone by. Um, uh, I was in Miranda this week with David and um, he was serving some guys and um, Zoe was there. Zoe Lang, she's working in the office, and uh, David was seeing some people, giving some people some food, and uh, a guy that I've known for about four years who's been accessing the service down there, on and off, um, and I first met him, he'd just come out of jail, and he rocked up on our doorstep, and uh, we built a relationship with him, he's had a really hard life, um, I think Zach and some of the guys during lockdown helped us move his house, and so we've been journeying with him over a period of time, but just a story of just brokenness, and he rocked up at Miranda fairly intoxicated and um, we got him some food and I said do you want a lift home because I thought it's probably best that he doesn't interact with the whole heap of people down there just in case he gets violent so uh, I wouldn't recommend this but I got him in my car and I drove him home and so and he starts sharing uh, you know a bit of his story and whatever and he just said he's he's back on parole and he sort of shared what had happened he's obviously been intoxicated he's assaulted another person he's got a court date coming up and I said Dan when's the court date he tells me the court date. And I said, well, let me and David, and we might be able to rock up to court with you just to be in support. He says, no, I don't want you to come. I said, why is that? And he says, I just want to go home. And I was thinking, is he suicidal? Is he, what, what does he mean by home? And he goes, no, I just want to go back to jail where everything is easier for him. And he was broken. And it was just easier just to go to a place where he doesn't have to think for himself and he can just be there. What that man needs is community. And what that man needs is Jesus. Now, everyone will have their struggles. Everyone will have their time in the sun when things are going well. And we don't always want to preach the lowest denominator. But I believe there's some God is doing some great work. And we're having a great, and that's great. And we celebrate that. And we want you to continue to move on. But I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting to give this world greater courage and greater boldness to live their life. And you sitting here, who wants some more of that boldness and courage? I can tell you the Holy Spirit wants to give you more of that so that you can live your best life right now. You want some of that?
Yeah. Um, well, the reading today um, was in Acts 4, 23 to 31. But I also I re- want to read this passage also to you, not to be doom and gloom, because we have everything we need with the Holy Spirit. So I'm a, I believe we've got it. So he's got this. But I was talking to my mum. It's not something that you uh, would talk to your mum about all the time, but I was talking about end times. I was saying, like, all the stuff that's going on and just this overwhelming sense of what's happening. And I, um, we were just making reference. Um, she's been studying Matthew, and she's making reference to Matthew 24, verse 6. And it's talking about end times. It says, You will hear of wars and rumours of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of birth pains. And it goes on, talks about your persecution. But basically, it says in verse 10, it says, At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of their increase of wickedness. The love of, the, the love of most will grow cold, but those who stand firm to the end will be saved. And I believe that we need to stand firm. I believe that we don't need to shrink back. I think we need to rise up. I think we need to be bold and courageous more than we ever need because you know what? This world needs Jesus. And I was thinking about that, yet yeah, man... He needs Jesus, but he needs a whole heap of love and a whole heap of acceptance. So the reading today was in Acts, uh, Acts 4, 23 to 31. A bit of the background, Peter and, Peter and John, this is the same Peter that's denied Jesus. Jesus loved him, accepted him afterwards. But Peter and John were going around preaching the good news of the resurrection, saying that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, the Lamb of God who came down and paid the ultimate price. And because of Him, we can now have eternity with Him because of what Jesus has done. And he started preaching all this. And so what happened? The religious elite, the Sanhedrins, they throw him in prison and they say, how dare you preach like that, that news? How dare you? And they, he's persecuted. They're persecuted because of the good news of Jesus. Remember, they healed the crippled beggar and all this stuff. But instead of shrinking back, what has Peter done previously? When when he denied Jesus, he shrunk back. But this time, no. The Holy Spirit stirred something in in him, convicted him. And he starts, they bring him before the Sanhedrin, all these religious elite, and you think he'd shrink back? No. He got bolder and he got more courageous. And you know what? I want some of that. When I feel like nervous, I'm going to shrink back. I'm going to, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be bold and I'm going to be courageous. And he says this in like Acts 4.12. He says, salvation is found in no one else. Amen. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. He says it. He's like, you're not going to quiet me down. And then they threaten him, beat him, and they send him packing. And then this is where we pick up in the Acts 4, the reading. He goes and he tells the church, guess what just happened to me? Guess what just happened to me? Because of Jesus, we, we all saw Jesus. He's, he's risen again. We've seen him. We know it with our own eyes. We know that he's the saviour of the world. We need to go and tell the world. That's what he's told us to do. And he goes, but because this, they're going to throw us in jail and they're going to persecute us. Now, I want you to think about that if I'm Peter, And I'm coming to the church and I'm telling you from now on, 
if you talk about Jesus, you're going to get persecuted. You're going to get isolated. And you know what? You are going to go against the grain in society. How would you feel? How would you feel? Nervous. Sweating. Intimidated. What else? Scared. You'd be weighing your options. And what options? Do I actually continue to fulfill the truth and follow Jesus? Or do I just play it safe and sit on the fence? Well, there's no sitting on the fence when it comes to faith. What else? Determined. To be inspired. And we find out here, and this is what I'm saying, this is not a fear preach. This is actually just saying that God has everything you need. We can live victorious. We can live with great courage. And the more we allow the Spirit to move in us, the more confidence and boldness, bold we will become. Guess what the church's first response was? Verse 24, it says this. Verse 24 says, When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. I can tell you this. Prayer eradicates fear. I want, you to sit that, I want that to sit in your spirit this morning. Prayer eradicates fear. I'm going to say it three times. Prayer eradicates fear. In 2 Timothy 1.7, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. When we pray, we turn our courage and boldness to a source that isn't our own. When we pray, we turn to a source of courage and boldness that is not of our own. It's not human. It's the Holy Spirit, God within us. It is the boldness and courage and peace that only God can give. I'm going to share a little bit of um, what God has been speaking to me about. Is um, This week you've probably heard the sad news about... Um, the sad news of Brian Houston stepping down as the founder of Hillsong. And I think there's a lot of churches happy to kick, kick the boot in, but I can tell I was devastated. I thought, how sad for the church, for him, the people, the victims. But I thought it was so sad. Brian and Bobby have sacrificed and pursued the kingdom for years and years and years and years. I'm over in South Africa on a mountaintop and these South Africans singing Hillsong music. I'm in Fiji on a mountain and there's these, these guys that don't even talk English singing Hillsong music. They have used Brian and Bobby to do amazing work for the kingdom of God internationally around the world. And he made some mistakes. He stuffed up. And he let down a lot of people. But I want to remind us this. 
that the whole Bible is full of imperfect people that God chooses to use despite their shortcomings to do an amazing work. And if you go through the heroes of the Bible, let's just not think Moses was a murderer. Moses led, was chosen to lead God's people through the promised land. He doesn't even get there because of his disobedience. You think about David, the man after God's own heart. And you think that God would try and take that off him after he was an adulterer and then he organizes the murder of a husband. But no, David was still a man after God's own heart who made mistakes. And in the society at the moment, I think, and I'm saying this is what happened to me. I'm thinking this is sad for the church. I started being full of fear. I started thinking, what if I stuff up? What if I do something bad and let down my congregation, people that I lead and influence? And you know what? I started getting real flat. I was getting scared. Maybe I shouldn't be as bold or audacious in my dreams for the kingdom. Maybe I don't want to be a hypocrite. And all this fear, all these negative thoughts of thinking, oh, what happens if I say that I'm a Christian and I make a mistake? Well, actually, that's what Christianity is about. We say we're going to pursue you, Jesus, we'll try our best, and when I make a mistake, I'm going to own it, put my hand up and say, God, you've got me, and I'm going to continue to pursue you again and again and again. That is the salvation story. And the fear of like this cancer culture, a little bit of woke culture in there, this fear of mainstream media against Christian values, taking something of truth and trying to get it shady of grey and there's no real line that we can stand on. And my dad would always say, Mark, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And there's a real challenge right here, but we need more boldness than ever before. And I can tell you this, prayer will eradicate fear in your life and will activate you to live your best life for him. And the other thing that the people did, I love it in the, in the passage in Acts 4. Guess what they did? They pray and then they start quoting scripture. That part in the middle in verses 26, 27 was actually from Psalm 2. It was about David. And I read the first two and I thought, oh, that doesn't make sense. I went and read the whole psalm. It was a victorious psalm. David was like sticking it to him. He was like, you may do all this stuff, but God's with me. He's going to crush you. And sometimes David says some maybe not nice things about other people that he wants to happen to them. But, but in, psalm, in psalm 2, he says this. He says, um, he goes, you will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. And I'm like, yeah, come on, you stick it to him. Basically what he was saying David was saying is, God, you are powerful. You can deliver me whenever you want. You've got this, God. And this is, then he goes on to say, um, blessed are those who take refuge in him. The thing is, this is my second point. The word of God instills boldness in God's people. The word of God will instill boldness in God's people. And God's people that are not in the word will always struggle with courage and confidence. But when you are in the word of God regularly, it will remind you of his faithfulness for 2,000 years ago and the faithfulness that he has done from generation to generation to generation. And I feel that God wants to encourage the church today. He wants to encourage you today to live bolder and more courageous than ever before. Do not shrink back and be less than what God has called you to be. Do not shrink back. Take a stand. 
And I'll also say this, I'm not calling for boldness and to live courageously for the kingdom with a self-righteous attitude. You know how some people, oh, this is the truth and, you know, we don't condemn people. You're going to hell. No, we speak the truth. We live love. We live life in such a way that makes people thirsty for the things of God. We live life that point people to Jesus and allows him to do the convicting from our witness. And then we allow that. And when the conversation starts, we don't debate people into the kingdom of God. That is gone. If people want to have a dialogue with you about that, great. But it's through relationship you'll have your best influence. And I will say this. Boldness without love is just pure arrogance. Boldness without love is just arrogance. And as um, a a good um, preacher always said, what's the practical part? What's the practical part? I'll tell you what a simple practical part could be. When I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed hearing the news about Brian Houston all this, 7 o'clock in the morning, David and I started off early. Well, down at Samara House, there's all these tradies doing some work at our transitional house, which was great. And afterwards, we went back and um, we opened the word together. One chapter. We read it. We journaled what challenged us about it. We shared and we prayed for each other. Simple. But you know what it did? It encouraged me and it was just what I needed to hear. Prayer eradicates fear, and the Word of God will instill boldness in His people. These are two fundamentals in the days ahead that you cannot neglect. And just read one chapter a day, I'll tell you, it'll it'll change you. So this is the practical part. Who wants to live with greater boldness and courage for the kingdom in the days ahead? Yep, I thought, well, probably a good 75% of people. Um, but we can, so what do we do? What's the practical part? What's the practical part? What do we do? Well, let's go back to Scripture. What do they do in Scripture? What do they do in Acts 4 when this came? And we'll go down to verse 29. Now the Lord considered their threats and enable your servants to speak with great boldness. They asked God for boldness. They ask God for it. If you want more courage and more boldness, you ask God for it. And he will give without finding fault. He has everything you need. If you want more boldness, if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, you cry out to God. Give me courage and boldness. Strengthen me. You cry out to him. He'll give you everything you need. And God's people cry out to God when they are in need. And if we need something, he's like a good father. He's not going to give us a scorpion or a snake. He's going to give us a good gift. He's going to give us what we need. He's going to fill us with boldness and and courage. The first thing is, you ask God and he'll give it to you. I reckon as a parent, there's nothing more beautiful when your kids ask for stuff. Especially if you've got it and if you don't have it, it's annoying. But you know what? God's got everything we need. Everything we need. So the first thing, this is the practical thing. Ask for it. The second thing, position yourself, position yourself for the Holy Spirit to continue to fill you. 
And this is not saying that you don't have the Spirit in you, you have the Spirit in you, but to continue to fill you. It's like a house, you invite, invite Jesus, the Holy Spirit to come, you can be part of the kitchen and the dining room, but you know what, we want him to be a part of all the house. And I reckon a weekly check-in, God, how is, is there anything, that area in my life that you want, that are not actually reflecting you? How can I do it better? Regular checkups where we are and allow him in all parts of our life. Position yourself. I saw a, a man this week position himself. I saw a man this week position himself in a place where he didn't care what other people thought. I saw a man this week that was committed to his faith. It wasn't the Christian faith. I was at Engadine and um, I was walking into the shopping centre and on my left I saw a man with his shoes off, a mat on the ground, Facing east, well, I assumed it was east, and worshipping his God. He wasn't concerned about what everyone else was thinking. His pursuit was to connect with his God. Now, I don't necessarily believe in, in his God. I don't believe that you have to face east for God to answer our prayers. I don't think that I'm actually good enough to go to heaven, but thank goodness for Jesus that he makes a way for me to do that. But I admired him. I watched him. He was focused on one thing. And that was to face his God and give time out for him. He was positioning himself. And I believe that we as a church, as a body, need to position ourselves. Position ourselves to face to face. The Spirit and allowing to work in us. And I believe God is doing a new work. And you can position yourself in a various things. Get a good routine in. Um, whatever that looks like. But I can tell you this. If it's not centered in the Word, and if you're not making space to pray, it, it's pretty hard. You know, we have Encounter. We're doing it uh, for, basically fortnightly now. And this is, you know what? I, I'm over like trying to get people to church and trying to get people to prayer meetings. I'm just like, if you want to come, come. We, we, we just want to be about the kingdom. And so the pressure's off me. I, I'm not worried about that. I haven't done stats in 15 years. Sorry, Lynn. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the thing that I'm talking about is our role is to provide opportunities for God to speak to you. And if sometimes you have a struggle with prayer, come to a prayer meeting. Just sit and partake. And be involved. Just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Seven o'clock, finishes at 8.15. You know, that's just one of many. But position yourself, whatever that looks like, position yourself to hear from God and seek God. The position is our response. God is there. He's working. He's moving. Imagine if more Christians... We're so attuned to the kingdom. We're so attuned to God through prayer and His Word that what happened in society and the world now is that we were filled with boldness and courage to love people and live life like Him. Revival, my friends. But revival starts in here and it makes it work. An outward work. Now, um, we're going to just sing a song. I want you to close your eyes. 
I don't have anything particular that I want you to do. I've been trying to, over the last eight weeks, get us to do something as a response. But I just want you to sit there and just pray that God would fill you with more boldness and courage to live life. Ask Him to give you everything you need. Cry out to Him right now for whatever it is. And if you're going great, want more of that. But right now, your relationship with God, cry out to Him, go, God, give me more of that. Help me with this. Cry out to Him for more courage and boldness. And then after we sing this song, the team's going to play. After this, I'm just going to ask you to stand. If you would want more boldness and courage to live your best life for the kingdom, I'm just going to pray over you. And we're going to send you out. Always great to uh, bring you the church service and the church sermon from this week. Hope it's been uh, an encouragement to you. As always, please give us some feedback if there's something that we're doing that you're enjoying here on the Shire Salvos podcast or perhaps something that you want us to do more of. Uh, please uh, doing, get, get in contact with us. I really enjoy uh, getting to bring you the word and bring you the encouragement for what's happening at church. But until uh, next week where we do another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast, this is Jack Clifton signing off. God bless. Mm-hmm.